0: Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 29 and left hand is late. So I'm going to introduce uh, our two guests that we have on the night. We're going to kind of do a unique show. We're just kind of going to free form. But, but I thought maybe we'd talk about some hog hunting too. But everybody's already heard and met Jim Irwin. He was on the show a few weeks back. How's it hey, going, Jim?
1: Going well. How's it going?
0: Excellent, and then we also have talked about her many, many times. Usually, good for the most part, good. But course, uh,
2: you always have always good stuff.
0: Megan Holly with White Raven Communications. Hi. How are you?
2: Fabulous yourself.
0: We're um, well. I'm doing good. Waiting on <laughs> we're, we're waiting on somebody else.
2: <laughs> Wingman
1: has, has flown the coop.
0: <laughs> he had a good excuse this time. He had to change a tire, which yeah, that's important. What y'all do with guns this week? Ladies first.
2: Well, I um I spent some quality time on the range with my F N Scarlight, my five five six. I was zeroing in my new scope on there, which is a US Optics one to eight. It's the new s I eight. Mean, it was introduced at Shot Show this past year. It was incredible. Just spent some time shooting some steel and planking stuff out at long range and look for some hogs, but there were unfortunately not much going on in South Florida because of all the rain going on right now, so I just got to shoot.
1: What about
0: you, Jim? What'd
2: you do?
1: Went up to northern Seattle and hung out with Mike Hughes from Next Level Training and did some conceptual designs of programs, pistol programs, mm-hmm. that we're looking at offering to the military and law enforcement. So we spent quite a bit of time trying to develop some uh, criterias and vet out some of the ideas we had. So using the CERT training pistol and uh, doing some live fire training with them also to nice. validate and bet what we're looking at doing
0: nice it was it's awesome when we have you on jim because you you like get this real professional persona going
1: yeah the, you guys only knew
0: <laughs> which most of the stuff that we usually talk to jim about then it, it can't go on the show
1: <laughs> so i try to keep it professional for you
0: it's just because we talk about ballet and stuff and that doesn't fit with talking lead it's, right. it's not gun related so right. that, that's what we're talking about keep yeah. you well-rounded Exactly. You know, hey, culture. Hey,
2: culture. I want culture you.
0: We talk about classically trained uh, musical theater and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank our sponsors, real quick. We have firearmsradio.tv. They are our bandwidth sponsors. Also, Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, and also All or Nothing Tattoo Studio. That's All or Nothing Tattoo dot com and they're a very gun friendly merchandise store. They have t shirts, artwork, movies, all kinds of different stuff that you can get there, Strangleholdmerch.com. dot com. Also, I'd like to welcome Left Hand <laughs> Yay!
1: Welcome. Yay for Welcome. Me. Yay for I me. survived. Hands are bleeding.
0: So now that you're here, what did Ballot-y. you do with guns this week?
3: So uh, I did a little research again. I'm delving deeper into my 300 blackout research, getting ever closer to making that move to getting one. I think I think the research that I did this weekend, especially with the reload show we did with Hickok, making me feel more and more confident about going ahead and getting one. And uh, just so happens, I got my eye on one. So you can start reloading too. If I'm going to get ammo, it looks like we're going to have to start. But actually, I was in a store yesterday, and they had some. Did they? Yeah. It was expensive as hell. It was like 30 bucks for... For how many? ...20 rounds. Wow. But it was there. That's the first time I've seen it anywhere. Yeah. So that's a good sign. So there's probably going to be more and more coming out. But yeah, that's about all I did this weekend, Guns. Hey, Ruff,
1: Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and 9th. It is time for the talking lead
0: jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. So, left hand, who's our jack wagon of the week this week?
3: Well, there's this uh, fella who apparently takes to heart what his vice president tells him to do. And uh, what was his name, Megan?
2: His name was Jeffrey Barton. He's 52 years old from Vancouver, Washington.
3: Yeah, so he took it upon himself to uh, a situation arose where I guess he was getting carjacked or something. I don't know.
2: Apparently uh, he had a frequency of trespassers on his property who he felt paranoid or at least concerned enough to take his vice president's advice to heart where and since it, he
3: had the vice president's permission he took yep. his shotgun out and popped a couple of <laughs> rounds off read what he's facing now for doing that
2: uh, he is now facing for a shot firing a few shots in the air one count of the illegal aiming or discharging of a firearm <laughs>
3: so there you go
1: <laughs> illegal <laughs> aiming (laughs)
3: and discharge Uh,
2: what he did is the direct quote from Mr. Biden himself is quote I said Jill if there's a problem just walk out on the balcony here or walk out put that double barreled shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house I promise you whoever is coming in you don't need an AR-15 yeah
1: but now he's got the cops coming in instead of the criminals
3: (laughs) (laughs) so now he's got bigger problems than he had before yeah
2: Maybe
0: Biden will post bail for him. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Or maybe they'll
3: subpoena Biden for the case.
0: There you go. So Jeffrey that would be funny. Jeffrey Barton with the assist of someone that's already on the Jackwagon train, Joe Biden. Yeah, you we just... got a double jack today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You got Megan on the assist and reading it, and you got
0: Biden on the assist and the read. So, Jim, when you were on the show, we gave you the big three questions. We've extended it to four, but we're going to go with Megan first. Actually, we've it to them. five now. Megan gets all of them, right? Yeah, Megan gets all She's of new. them. She's new. She's never been asked to be So,
3: Megan. And I'm not going into all the different names, so I'm just going to call you Megan.
0: <laughs> Megalosaurus.
3: Megalosaurus.
0: Meg- Megalodon. <laughs> So anyways, Megan, first question is, how did you originally get into firearms?
2: I originally got into firearms because I was the public relations rep for Glock. And I was completely introduced to the industry feet first and fell in love with it and haven't looked back since.
0: Before Glock, you weren't into firearms at all?
2: Uh, No, I mean, I liked firearms. I I mean, I've shot... 12 gauges, 30-06 and everything with all that kind of stuff. But I wasn't something that I proactively thought about on a daily basis. I liked it. I was intrigued by it, but I wasn't educated on it. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I was introduced to the industry wholeheartedly, having to actually learn the jargon and the nomenclature and how things worked and proper handling and safety, it was through Glock.
3: So your family, none of your family members were into hunting or anything like that?
2: Uh, my dad's brother my dad's late brother uh, was a big firearms advocate. I didn't know him real well, though, but we have firearms. We had firearms growing up. I just never shot them through my family. Uh, I grew up in New York, Long Island, and um, I just... kind of frowned upon it there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's no sh- discharging of shotguns
3: in Manhattan,
2: yeah, is there? there's not a whole lot of gun ranges on Long Island, so...
0: Well, I think you kind of covered it. Law enforcement, military background at all?
2: No, I, I, a lot of quote unquote fa- close family, friends, uncles. I have a, a quote unquote uncle who is the chief of police on Long Island. I have an ancestry of cousins, uncles, great uncles, grandfathers who are the hook and ladder division of a fire company on Long Island, but um, nothing in the oh, military. Yeah, my dad's dad was the medic from Scotland who came over for the U.S. in the Battle of Normandy. But nothing directly teaching me firearms or proper handling. Scottish,
3: huh? Scottish. They're, as far as the world of pop culture goes, yeah. uh, movie, song, cartoons, anything pop culture, gun-related, what's your go-to? First thing comes to mind.
2: It's so funny because I have an 18-month-old daughter, so we've been doing a lot of classic Looney Tunes characters.
3: <laughs> Very nice. Elmo Foote.
2: Yeah, Elma Fod, and um, <laughs> Sam. What's his
3: name? Yeah, Yosemite Sam. So, um, him, And I yeah. know
2: that they actually stopped all, all the, the production of the classic Looney Tunes characters A, because of sexual orientation when Bugs Bunny would cross-dress, but mm-hmm. also because of the <laughs> like, because advocates are anti-advocates for gun control, if you will.
1: But, but mm-hmm. Teletubbies is okay.
2: Teletubbies is fine. Um, yes. Yeah. They're but-
3: not the one that's got the triangle over his head or something? Yeah,
2: then? yeah. And,
0: and they're... Yeah bellies light up their bellies light up there's a tv yep. in their bellies so
2: i uh, you know it's, it's really bizarre to say but i don't toxic
0: Yo, that's insane. the good character i mean that's a gun character it is that counts yeah. that's pretty awesome it's not the usual you know action movies and stuff that's cool
2: well no like and you don't you don't think about it but i mean there's a lot of guns in the, yeah. this
3: In the older, yeah, Looney Tunes there is, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, Bugs Bunny's tying the end of double-barrel shotguns into bows. Which Jim
0: does on a regular basis. Every day. Yeah. Only one pointed at me. And then you bite into a carrot right afterwards. That's right. (laughs) And then the fourth question... Jim, get ready for this one, too. Is there a gun in your arsenal that there is a little bitty part of you that is kind of embarrassed to own it? No? None? Have you ever have had like one? A, you don't have, like, a purple high point or something like that hidden somewhere?
2: Nope. I personally own Glocks. I have an FN Scar Light, an FN Scar Heavy, a bunch of three oh eights, a bunch of three hundred Blackouts, but I don't own... I own a Predator tactical gun.
0: Now, is everybody hearing why we chose her as our publicist? There's, there's many, many people out there that do publicist work and you just heard her arsenal. That's why we chose her.
1: Those are, only, those are the only ones with serial numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> uh, what's the next on your list as far as most sought after?
2: AC300 Blackout. Mine too. I knew you were going to say that.
1: <laughs> I've got two rifles being built right now. One in uh, 308 through uh, Black Rain Ordinance is going to be the uh, framework of it, the upper and lower, and then it's be pretty much customized. Bro! A, a buddy of mine in here in Houston, and then I've got a a buddy I was in the unit with building me a, a 5.56 tactical gun that's going to be pretty sharp. So, those are the next two on my list. What's the uh,
3: premise of the 5.56?
1: It's kind of an unheard of. We looked at doing a LaRue, a LaRue uh, but it's hard to get a hold of for the upper and lower. Yeah. So, with uh, I think it's AP, I don't remember what it stands for, but he had one up Arrow Precision? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, I really don't get into the names. I just It shot well. I said that one build me that
3: one <laughs> uh, is it gonna be a short barrel or what
1: yeah it's 14 inch and then he's putting a surefire flash rider on it pinning it sodding it so i re- i meet the requirements of 16
3: okay you're not gonna go nfa no no okay gotcha yeah, yeah
0: after a- after our little interview with ac that's what i've kind of been wanting to go with next too and then been researching the 300 blackout round and everything and
2: they're an awesome company the folks there are just i mean you guys met them they're just really really great people and the suppressors that they make are lightweight they're awesome they're competitive in pricing they just they're american made you really can't
0: go wrong with them yeah and the, i mean i've talked to a lot of people that have used them and they said compared to some of the other suppressors that they've used they're the best ones around
3: really made it simple too with the uh adaptive flash hiders that they have where you don't have to unscrew and take them off and then screw it just clamps right on over the yep. uh the flash I, suppressor
1: i may consider that for the uh the long, you know, the, my 308, 762, whatever you want to call it. And I know I'm probably not using the right terminology, but damn it, it's going to shoot.
3: I got a, I got a if
2: question. The it's Daniel Defenses 300 Blackout with the built-in suppressor, so. Nice. Yeah, they're both pretty, pretty guns. Daniel Defenses is actually pretty lightweight, so mm. it's it's comfortable to hold. Yeah. Um, you were
3: there when we reviewed that one at the show. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's Golly, it's
3: those things are beautiful.
0: Yeah, I want to try Absolutely to get the Absolutely gorgeous. I want to try to get one of those when we do the the actual 300 blackout show and I'm use sure that we one for him.
3: Nice. We'd like to get two or three different kind. Can you <laughs> arrange that? I Jim that the uh, number four question. He's got to go back to number four. Is there a gun in your arsenal that you've ever been ashamed of owning?
0: No, not at all. I, I, uh...
3: Y'all are boring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've, had, we've had people say, well, there's this little pink 22 revolver that we hide in our bed. And
2: are smart. We're not impulse buyers.
0: A lot of them have been gifts.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like Hickok, that.
0: Hickok last week had a bunch of the YouTubers give him a high point, but they all signed it. So he couldn't get rid of it because it was kind of like this nice <laughs> gift. <laughs> you don't
2: want to put that over your mantle either. It's like, yay. Hey. Yeah.
0: Until high point sponsors us. And then we love high point. No, I'm just kidding. Negative. <laughs>
2: I'm going to get it. you guys signed high points for their room. So you can't get rid
3: of them. Have Nugent sign one?
2: You know what? I'm sure he could. I doubt
0: he would. I doubt though. he would. I was going to say.
2: Mark Wills, too.
0: And then, Jim, the fifth one, what is on your I want next, like your dream gun? What What do you want to get on your he bucket just, list? Didn't you just do that? Yeah, I just yes. did that. And okay. see, that's why I don't drink during the show. Are you drinking Jack Daniels? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> So y'all are doing a hog hunt. With helicopter? Yep.
2: Yeah, it's through Vertex Aviation. Uh, we're here with uh, for Cryptech Outdoor Group, and we're going to be participating in Vertex Aviation puts on helicopter hog hunts. It's kind of an all-weekend affair because you have to go through a full-day class of aerial safety. Um, you actually do run-throughs in the bird with them, you know, just on on a yep, target range through, so, through so that a, you can yeah, kind of see what it's going to be like for the next day one person gets to go up in the bird each time you get a couple hours with each person and then you just you know the sunday is the hunt day where you are actually out on the range hunting down yeah, hogs hunting looking hogs, for right. everybody and just shooting pigs
1: it's really like the most high tech redneck thing i've ever heard of <laughs>
0: <laughs> in other words it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's gonna be pretty pretty darn cool man how many
3: people are gonna go
2: it's a group of seven people i believe
1: two birds how many I birds no and then we're We're strap hanging on the back.
0: So as far as hog hunting goes, what kind of gear do you need to bring? And, Jim, Kit guy.
1: To ask the boss. She just cut me off, so she's gonna. She'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, you can wear t-shirts, you know, jeans. We'll probably both. Well, we both brought cryptex stuff because we're gonna do a photo shoot for that stuff. For
3: probably us. a little different gear than your normal hog hunt, since you're doing yeah, it aerial.
1: Different than anybody else out there for sure. So, but but uh, they'll probably have harnesses for us for the bird that we'll be wearing. But you know, we got a mandatory like some sort of hiking boot and a uh, long long pants. So we'll either be in the our cryptech set up or in like vertex or true spec depending on what we have uh weapon systems they they're providing everything they're providing the weapons eotex on them all right everything's already zeroed so you you they have specific ammo so
0: you're just you using red dots you're not using scope
1: no nope, just red dot stuff
0: so as far as hog guns go it's pretty simple you don't have to get all decked out in special it's, camo they, not when you're shooting them from the air yeah i guess not <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing About
2: hogs, regardless of where you're shooting them in texas florida i mean
3: they don't look up, do they?
2: No. hogs aren't I mean they're <laughs> technically nocturnal, but they're and they run all day, all night and they run and they're evil and they're fast and they're a nuisance creature everywhere. But I they mean they do billions so of good. dollars of dollars of damage all year long across the country in fields and in orange groves. So yeah, it doesn't like matter where two. they are. They just I mean, farmers get pay people out a lot of money to rid their nuisance creatures where people just were smart enough to capitalize on providing these opportunities for people
1: i think i read somewhere uh not too long ago like just in texas alone there was like six billion dollars in crop damage last year from hogs
0: yeah, yeah. i read that somewhere too
1: and go help uh, feed america
0: in y'all's opinion what's the best round for hog hunting
2: um, i'm a
1: cherry ask
0: her 458
2: during in a blackout i think i mean you're just because the gun's easy to maneuver around And Mm -hmm. you've got, I mean, just using a 300 blackout and the ammo that goes with that is is perfect. Are you
3: using subsonic rounds?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what I use, or a 5.56. I, I mean, I. That, that's, I my that's my baby, that's my rifle, so and I've shot him with 7.62 also. So it, it, it really, like, it depends on, you got? on your situation. Like
1: if 50 them. BMG. Yeah, I used this last 22. time. 22. <laughs> I just choked it out.
0: Hey, one of the Reaper guys actually did that. Was it, who was it, Ron, that just ran up the pig and stabbed him? Yeah, he, yeah. he buoy-knifed it.
2: Nice. Yeah, we had, my nice. company hosted a, a hog hunt after special operations conference this past mm-hmm. May. And we had a spear or two, and a lot of the guys were running through the through the bushes in the water with a spear. So that's why they signed waivers.
0: See, that's one of the ones <laughs> I want to do. I want to do one of those spear hunting. The, the, the trick was get, getting down to
1: your loincloth when you were doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I want to do it. <laughs> if
1: you're going to use the spear, you got to get to your swaddling cloth. You've
0: got to wear your swaddling cloth? Thongs. Are you being born in a manger? <laughs> Yeah. A swaddling cloth. <laughs> yeah, that's what we had to wear. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so why didn't we get an invitation to get on the Whirly Birds? To- no, got, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yes.
2: We couldn't be those people who get invited to go and then say, "Oh, hey, by the way, by the that's way. like." I you know. Can you a shot? Can you buy one for fun? Thai friends behind me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> then your eyes. Entourage.
2: <laughs>
0: hey, can you cancel those tickets? We got them to that thing we're doing next week. Yeah. Okay. I've already, <laughs> I've already allocated them to somebody cool, else.
2: I'll just forget to make that call to Ted Nugent, right? <laughs> oh,
1: well, you know, hey. uh, <laughs> horsepower, man. I got nothing. I got cool. nothing. We don't she, have tickets anyway. She has anyway. all the power. She holds the carrot.
3: Do we like people who could get tickets to anything?
2: We totally just put the Alka-Seltzer in our fizzle. I mean, it's just gone. <laughs> we're,
3: just, we're just a couple of bums.
0: We're a couple of lucky rednecks that threw a show together and people listen. Awesome. We like to have fun around here.
1: It's like to Keep good company because we keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to say this show is way off the rails, but I don't think it ever had rails to begin with. Have we done... um,
2: So let me ask you guys a question. You guys get to ask all the questions. It's my turn. All
0: right. Go for it. We must obey.
2: Uh, Let's start with left hand. What brought you into the loving of firearms?
3: G.I. Joe. Pretty much. Yeah. I was sitting in uh, second grade, I think it was, and we got these things that were called weekly readers.
0: Yeah. I remember those. For those.
3: I wish I could find that issue about how they were re-releasing the GI Joe line and they were going to make them in the three and three quarter inch. And I couldn't sleep. It was like March when I read that, and I couldn't sleep a wink till Christmas till awesome. they, <laughs> until they came out. But uh, yeah, my two older brothers, I got their hand-me-down of the big twelve-inch GI Joes. Their vehicles and. You know, they had the old, you know, Vietnam era weapons and stuff like that. And you yep. know, with the new ones coming out, they had the more modern weapons and vehicles and everything. And it just, I don't know, something when I saw it just set me off. I was like, cool, I got to have those. So ever since then, I've been fascinated with firearms.
2: What was your first firearm that you owned?
3: Oh, it was a 410 shotgun that I got for my 12th birthday. You still have it? I do. I absolutely do. I still have it. Is uh fire? huh?
2: Is it
3: still fire? Oh yeah, it's uh it's in. Impri- I got to get a new safety for it because it cracked. But everything else is pristine. It's in excellent shape. But yeah, I mean, I was raised on uh, hunting and shotguns and firearms. We didn't have a lot of handguns uh, per se, but uh, more rifles and shotguns. And it's just it's just a way of life. It's part of my family. My father, my uncles, everybody, grandfathers, they were all mm-hmm. into it.
0: Cool. Well, I'm glad you don't listen to the show. Um,
1: it's been covered.
0: Yeah, the very first episode. But I am glad you didn't listen to the first episode because it. I think sucked. I just gave a different story to them the first episode. Actually, I think you did. No, and I, if you ask me tomorrow, I'll give you a different one. I, I was born and somewhat raised in Texas before we moved to Tennessee. So Texas is Texas, cowboys and guns and hunting and. Tennessee's the same way. So moved up here. Never really had my own firearm growing up, but I did go hunting, whether it be with family members or friends, but just never really got into firearms, like really, really into firearms. And then a little while back, I bought, probably 20 years ago, I bought a Lorsen 380 for home protection, (laughs) and it was awesomely bad. And I didn't really get into it then either, and then about a year and a half ago, I, okay... I'm I'm getting pointed to. About four years ago, I got drugged to a range and got to shoot somebody's Glock 22 uh, Mm -hmm. by the name of Left Hand. And I really, really loved it then, but I was with a certain somebody at the time who wasn't big on guns, so I didn't really get to get into guns then, even though I wanted. About a year and a half ago, I bought a Taurus uh, 605 357 revolver. And I'm the type of person that if I get into something, I study every little aspect of it, especially now with the internet, because back when I had that... Lawson, there was really no internet. It was there, but you didn't utilize it to find out anything and everything. Right. So I kind of got sucked in, started watching the YouTube channel, started listening to podcasts, started studying, researching, talking to friends that knew about guns, talking to this guy over here, and got hooked. That'd be left hand. Yeah, left hand, and got hooked. And then uh, I've had the disease ever since, and I don't want the cure. <laughs>
2: nice. Oh. That's Jeez.
0: just one question. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask a bunch of questions, get me another 20 minutes of content. <laughs>
3: you going to ask all five?
2: I can remember all five. Okay, what pop culture slash social culture <laughs> slash entertainment industry G.I. Joe is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear firearms or gun?
1: G.I. Joe. Just go
3: with it.
2: Just go
0: with Zeke? it. Uh, me? You know what's messed up? I've asked that question to every guest. I've never really thought about it for myself because there's so many of them. My favorite go-to is Top Gun. I'm going to go more recent. Because we're going with our favorite go-to And my yeah. favorite go-to Walking right ahead. now Is Justified I <clears throat> love that Raylan show. Gibbons? Yeah, I, I love Justified To the point where This is going to sound geeky and kid-like But when I'm watching Justified, I've got my Glock out And I'm just kind of like racking Uh-oh. the slide And doing some dry firing and stuff He
3: so. was on uh, NPR last night Was he?
0: Yeah, Doing a little interview with him What's his name? Timothy, Timothy Oliphant, Oliphant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah He was also the hitman in the hitman movie Mm-hmm.
2: so out of your entire arsenal what if any firearm is one that you are ashamed to admit that you've owned to anybody
1: anybody even left hand
2: even left hand
1: that's to you oh it's to me they're asking you
3: Well, uh,
2: that's left hand what he's ashamed to admit to you
0: yeah I guess I should listen is it anytime own or currently own it's anytime dude that's our question anytime own it's gonna be that Lorsen <laughs> it's gonna be that Larson 380 that thing was a Peace. I think it maybe would cycle two rounds before it would malfunction every stinking time. It's in the FedEx. Box? That's probably why. I meant to say this in my weekend guns, but I've been having these crazy dreams, and it probably came from owning that Lorsen. Yeah. That I get in a firefight, and I have a malfunction. It, I just get a click, and I wreck slide, chamber another round, and I get another click.
3: I think that's your subconscious telling you, you need to do more training. It's the
0: weirdest. The hard, you, never, you ever had those dreams where you're in a fight, and you're punching as hard as you can in your mind, but it's like a barely slap yeah. kind of thing. It's a, it's a poof. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way, the same feeling with feel this. Like it's like, boy. I know my life is in danger, and I get click, no!
1: <laughs> I actually had one where I was in a battle with a whale.
3: <laughs> no, you even have manly dreams, damn you. <laughs>
1: it weird. Man. I was battling the whale. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up come to find out I've been sleeping on my arm and it was all numb.
3: <laughs> oh, have you ever done or it where you had double class? double numbs? No, not any. And no. you I do flop around? Actually,
2: I was I I sleep like this sometimes like on my stomach and my alarm went off and I couldn't I, there was no like <laughs> I couldn't get
3: up. I've done that before hey, too. You hit it with your My head? phone goes off. <laughs> And I just slap it with my dead arms.
2: I'll <laughs> it. If you use your head. <laughs>
0: what just happened? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's the title of this episode. What just happened? What about I'm you, about left hand.
2: What's your What's your most embarrassing firearm to admit to anybody, even your mom?
3: I said I don't buy. <laughs> shit. I didn't buy say that stuff. you bought. I said no. that you own. No, I don't. I don't own. <laughs> guns. I, I like everything I've ever owned. I'm like you guys. You've never had one that like you're like, oh, I can't believe I have that. All my guns have been badass. You get
2: badass guns. Do you get one or two from the wall of guns that you wanted NRA?
3: I got dose guns.
2: What'd you get? I
3: kept one. I got rid of the other one. But I wasn't ashamed of it. I got it? I got the uh, Remington R1, which I did a review on, uh-huh. and then I got the uh, Ruger KGP141. It's the stainless steel three fifty seven revolver. I just I'm not into revolvers.
2: Yeah. So I, we, were both, we were both saying that's the one you got rid
1: of. Yeah. Before you yeah. finish, that was the one you got rid of. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Revolvers. Every time you pick it up, you're like, I know what you're thinking, punk. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, go for number five. <laughs> What's next on your list?
2: What's your next firearm on the list of things to want?
3: Everybody knows what mine is. They're going to black out. Yeah. They're going to black out. Or I've got another one.
2: Oh, we're throwing a wrench in the system.
3: You are a little... It's a pistol. Nice. And it should be on its way for the T&E, the Lionheart 9mm. Yes. I'm really anxious to get that in and test it out and see if it's everything that we hope it is.
1: Very cool.
2: You know who else makes a really good pistol right now? Glock. Glock always makes a good pistol. Um FN 9 millimeter, a really nice pistol.
3: Really? Yeah. Hey, Jim. Yes, sir. Have you shot the uh SIG 226
1: MK25? No, I have not. Okay. I carried an older version of a SIG 226 for a while. I'm not a big fan of SIG actually. It gets top heavy, and I don't like a double action single action, but that's right. me, my my opinion. Right. I like I like the repeatability, same constants involved, you know. That uh that bore line lower than what I believe sig has it's it's easier for me I'm, I'm i prefer glock and uh 1911 style stuff
3: very good i just i was curious because uh, i've been looking at those just because the navy seals care yeah and i'd say it's you a bad way because i want to be just like the navy seals but i'm not going to claim telling, to be one you're telling this to I Delta be the guy i
1: want to be like that
3: <laughs> i know i was gonna say what he said
1: <laughs> you want to be number two on the list you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> Zeke, so seven
3: what
2: is your next it's only seven. Your wish list
0: Next on my wish list, is this realistic what I really want to get on my list or, like, dream I want one?
2: Let's do both.
0: All right. Realistic.
2: Realistic realistic one first. I want to get a
0: Benelli Vinci. Oh, nice. That's a nice shot. Yeah, that is my next on my list that I'm actually putting money away for. We
2: shot that in Colorado. Yeah. Nice. Pictures of me
0: blasting that thing. And then dream gun, uh, minigun. Yeah, nothing big. No big deal.
2: Something I can
1: mount to the hood of my Cadillac.
0: Exactly. Realistic kind of out there gun that I want to get. I really want to get, I shot one about a month ago, a Desert Eagle 50 Cal. I think it was fun. I mean, it's a, it's a
1: a truly offensive handgun. Zeke. It's offensive
0: to look at, but it's fun. Gaudy. It's not anything I would ever carry, but it'd be fun to have in the safe just to pull out and go. Yeah. But the thing that sucks is with me, it doesn't have the same effect because I, when I hold it it looks like a little 1911 it looks like a little Kimber Carry Small 1911
2: it's You carrying a car
0: Yeah See, I need to carry a like a 50 cal sniper rifle. So we had JJ Sutton on the show a few episodes back from the Colorado Freedom Shoot and y'all got to go to that. Tell us a little bit how it went.
1: Well, I think it went pretty well. Megan did all the, like the PR work for it, so she had me come out as the featured shooter. Mostly what I did is I, I ran some of the state I ran all the stages and then just like as a demonstration purpose for for the people shooting it and just kind of put out a, a time there kind of like you know hey try to beat my time type of thing it's kind of fun i did that with the, the rifle and the in the pistol stage did a little bit on the sniper stuff but uh I haven't, I haven't played in that game in a while but i was hitting some pretty good shots but uh there, there was some pretty serious long-range boys out there. what were
3: there. you shooting with the the sniper
1: it was a uh i don't remember the brand of it but it was a the, the round was 260 which i wasn't real familiar huh. with yeah, like down 308 that's I guess just a burner of a round shoots real flat it was shooting pretty damn nice
3: <laughs> what was yeah. the distance on that
1: I think we started at like 300 and we were hitting out to six and 700 but then the mirage got so bad out beyond that that you couldn't even barely like you couldn't even see the targets out at 900,000
2: it's a thousand yard range
1: yeah oh sweet so it was pretty bad up there so I got up to six or 700 I think went over did some of the shotgun stop demos with the shotgun spent a lot of my time actually at the pistol pro I'm a I'm a favor of the pistol so I spent a lot of time at the pistol bay and then it's doing demos and then also getting people interested that i could give them like little classes and then techniques and tips and did it for quite a few different people and pretty rewarding to see them go from hitting like one out of 10 shots to hitting 10 out of 10 at 10 yards And like some kids out there shooting i mean they were they were just all into it man and then we're doing a little bit of racing and me and uh, me and a couple of the other guys that were like running stage so me and then from the guys from evo consulting him competing against each other you know friendly competition so that was a lot of fun too
3: how was the turnout?
1: It wasn't bad. There, were, I think there was another major thing going on south, so we didn't get as big a turnout as we might have thought.
2: But how it also, dare
3: they?
1: It was a manageable and, and, a, and a good turnout.
3: Well, good, good. I really wanted to come out, but as you guys know, I had that freaking tornado.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that puts a damper on things.
3: Yeah, kind of screwed everything up. But
2: okay? okay, you have to, all good? Yeah,
3: yeah, everything's fine. We just a bunch of trees, and you know, when you mess with the insurance companies, it's never pleasant. So.
2: I mean, the Colorado, it was called the Colorado Freedom Shoot, very poignantly. It was held very last weekend in June because the new legislation for July took effect July 1st in the state of Colorado, banning, quote-unquote, high-capacity magazines for the state. So we were able to host a carbine match and things like that where folks were allowed to use high-capacity mag- magazines. MagPole was awesome, donated uh, 200 of their PMAGs. Mags. Sweet as giveaways to folks so everybody got at least 3 or 4 PMAGs for nice. participating in the event itself. We had other really great sponsors. Liberty Ammunition was there. Um, a Million Moms Against Gun Control was uh, the Denver chapter was there. So, Evo Consulting, ESI, and we just had a lot of really really great people, a lot of great sponsors, and it was it truly was a kid and family-friendly event to just More than anything, get people to learn the safety of firearms and just have fun. And what was really, like Jim said, was rewarding was seeing veteran, quote unquote, shooters learn that they've been holding a firearm wrong and watch them hit the ten ring on a steel target first time, second time, third time. And the elation in their face when they were like, wow. That's that's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. just just with the Glock, like that's yeah. if nothing else was rewarding about that weekend, it was watching a sixty-five, seven-year-old guy and his wife learn a pistol like it was their first time.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. They were wide open. Was, I found one of my most rewarding portions was when I got a, uh, it was like a group of about three kids, and they were they were actually like at the food tent. They were their family was selling the food. I walked up and asked them if they'd been shooting yet. And they're like, no, you know, it, we're the vendors and stuff. I said, do you want to? And they're like, well, are we allowed? I said, well, I'm a trained professional. You won't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ask your dad, you know. And then I said, I'll be over at the pistol bay if you guys want to do that. And I don't, I'm not going to pressure you, but, it, you know, free. I got guns and ammo. And you want to come over? And about five minutes later, all, the three kids walked up and the dad. <laughs> and they were all in, and they were like listening to everything. Did about Sweet. fifteen minutes with them right before we go to leave. A couple of the kids walked up to me, and, you know, and said, "Hey, Jim, what, uh, can we talk to you?" And I said, "Sure." And he, like, what's up? And he, like, one of the kids holds up a box of ammo and said, "We saved up some money and bought another box. If will you shoot with us again?"
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome!
1: Yeah, that was cool. cool.
0: That is cool.
2: There were winners for each area, so there was a carving. Competition, a pistol competition, a long-range competition, and a shotgun competition. It, it was it was really fascinating to see the winners and their incredible times because you were time you were judged on time and accuracy, and it was kind of mixed together. Mm-hmm. Long range obviously wasn't. You got five minutes. You weren't judged on time. You were judged on accuracy. Uh-huh. But
1: take at those distances and with the the wind and mirage you were using all that five minutes to get good hits. I mean, so it was still basically making you shoot quick. You didn't have all day to get those rounds off. Right.
2: right, But I mean, normal people were winning the competitions. I mean, you got, and and the best part about it is that after each round or after each run through with people, the professionals like the guys from Evo or Jim or some of the other guys who were there were hosting classes, if you will, like just spending Mm -hmm. quality time with these folks. And it was way more than I bet they thought they were coming out there for. So I helped,
1: I helped another guy zero his rifle and fix a problem. You know, like he couldn't get it zeroed, so I helped him do that. He was appreciative. The day before, we actually went to uh, one of the local gun shops, and we're Rocky promoting Mountain the, Rocky Sports Mountain and Sports Center. and uh, hung out there for a little bit. And one of the guys behind the counter, like, brought his – he came out Sunday and brought his new fiance and did some time with them. She's like, no, nah, I don't want to shoot him in flip-flops. I'm like, no way. <laughs> you go out here, you're shooting. Yeah. <laughs> After, like, grinning ear to ear. No probably- excuse. Screwed him. He's going to have to buy a gun now. So.
3: <laughs> nice. I'm sure he was happy with that. He works at the gun shop.
0: I'm going to throw a wrench in the facts to fart, fart, fart the, the myth. Fart the myth? Yeah. Facts, facts to fart fact, the myth. Ladies and gentlemen, Zeke. <laughs> now it's time for facts, facts to, fight to, fight to fight the myth. And since you guys got to get out of here pretty quick, I just have one myth and fact to fight it. And that is bacon is bad for you. And it's... Good. Since yeah. we talked about hog hunting, has hey. <laughs> you got work. anything to back that up with? It's no, it's just good. <laughs> I googled it. Yes, I googled it. Exactly. Good. Wikipedia told me. <laughs> anything you want to plug? Anything coming up?
2: Yeah. If you guys haven't done it already, check out uh, the White Raven Communications store online. It's WR. C-O-M-M-dash-store.com. Could you make got, it a little longer? I could, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> and we've got some really fun just range swag on there. We're actually starting to sell some Tannerite on there, too. So if you like exploding targets, we've got that for you as well.
0: And not just <laughs> check out your store if your company needs... Public Relations done?
2: Public Relations, yeah. social media, communications, marketing stuff. Check out White Raven Communications. We are a full service marketing, PR, and communications house.
1: On that note, uh, White Raven is my publicist company. She uh, They do quite a, a good job most days when they get me back with you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so you can check out the uh, new went... public figure page at uh, Jim Irwin Elite on Facebook. We've been posting pictures and motivational stuff and some training things I've been doing and just uh, twitter. twitter, Instagram. All yeah, I just
0: found you on Instagram. So, And you haven't so found me back, but that's cool. Porn Megan Ma- did. Ma- Megan found do. me back. But that's cool. it's you
1: know, because you probably twitter bombed her and tweeted or whatever it is you guys do back and forth and didn't tell me that you <laughs> And she'll probably be the one that actually accepts it. <laughs> good, good tabs on that stuff it keeps me squared away. So much gotcha. love, appreciation, and
0: uh, come check it out. Do we have anything coming up?
2: You do. You have something coming up, but you can confirm. Stay tuned for details about upcoming something.
0: And and then the other something, and then a couple of other somethings that might happen at some point.
2: To be continued. Dot, dot, dot. Bow, bow,
0: bow. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out in this very free form, odd, uh, ADD full episode that. Some people are shaking their head, going, "What happened to my favorite podcast?" It'll be back. Heat exhaustion. <laughs> we'll be back next week with a more organized show. <laughs> That's my excuse. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsors, Firearms Radio Network, FirearmsRadio.tv. They are our bandwidth sponsor.
3: All or nothing tattoo. Go to allornothingtattoo.com. Check out their store at Stranglehold Merch.
0: And also Holder & Green Professional Real Estate Services, HD
3: Press. 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222.
0: Any more twos? Just three or four. (laughs) <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four will get it. <laughs> and TG Promotions, they're the ones that set up our store. Go to our store, www.talkingled.com. Look at the store. We've got some gear, some hats, some swag on there. And TG Promotions, if you need any promotional needs, tgpromotions.net. Also, i like to thank uh, Next Level Training. For providing us With the CERT
3: pistol Which we're getting A lot of use out of that I had to turn the baby Over to Zeke this week So he gets custody
0: My turn Ergo grips Thanks Mike
3: Appreciate you guys Sending us the uh, the grips For the 1911s
0: Thanks to Tactical Response James Yeager For having us out Doing that training with them Learned a lot at that training We threw a shout out To him before But great guy Check it out Tacticalresponse.com And along the lines Of training Also check out Rob Pincus And his training And also his books Go to icetraining.us and you can find out where the trainings are, the orders, books there all that good stuff. Also the personal defense network that he's a part of. And as always left hand, keep your loved ones close and keep your firearms closure.